0: All right. Today we're venturing into the multiverse with DC's new animated film, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths, Part One. We'll be deep diving, comparing it to the legendary comic book, analyzing its strengths and weaknesses, and exploring its place within the Tomorrowverse continuity. So buckle up because we're about to crack open the cosmos next on Two Geeks and a Microphone. you talk first i talk first i guess i'll talk first so uh steven is not with us today steven is on a business trip i think he might be in kansas kansas city missouri this morning um so he may not be too far away from us but while steven is out i got my friend theron he's too cool for you lowry welcome mr theron how are you today I'm doing great, sir.
1: Hello, listeners. How's everything? Uh, how's 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 everything out there in the geekdom world? It's awesome.
0: Yes, we will be uh entering the geekdom world, and we will be entering the multiverse today. Since Stephen is not with us,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If,
0: if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that Stephen. Is not a big fan of multiverse, so I figured this would be a perfect opportunity for Theron and I to discuss Justice League crisis on infinite Earth. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, I do have a, co- uh, a couple news items, so we'll go ahead and jump into the geeky news. Mm-hmm. All right, so jumping into the geeky news, and I didn't have my share screen ready. (laughs) So let's do this. Let's get this up here. All right, there we go. Uh, So I just found out that James Gunn's uh, new Superman movie has started production. They've started principal photography, and he's changed the title. The title is no longer uh, Superman Legacy or Legacy of Superman or... Now it's just Superman. So he went to a uh, more simple title. Um, I'm still a little worried about this film because I think he might be overdoing it and putting too many characters into it at once. Uh, it seems like a problem that DC has had in the past, and they just don't seem to be learning from that. So we'll we'll see what happens, though. I I, I hope it does well. I hope it's a good movie, but. You know, it is what it is. So uh, so we have that. And then we got the big news. I think it was yesterday. Oh, I was hoping I could go full screen there and, and it would show it, but it wouldn't. So uh, Eric July, the founder of Ripiverse Comic Books, which we are very uh, excited about over here at Two Geeks and a Microphone. Uh, Steven and I are going to be covering... Isom 1 and hopefully Isom 2 here in a few short weeks. And then maybe after that, not long after that, maybe we can dive into Alpha Core, which was the third campaign that that Eric July put out. But he just announced his fourth campaign, which is Yaira. She is, as they they say, the femme fatale of the Ripiverse universe. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about Yaira. And it looks like that campaign will begin March 11th. So be on the lookout for more from the Ripperverse. Um, and from what I understand, they are also working this bobblehead on.
2: This is just ridiculous. Did you notice who it is? <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I-, I also saw they're working on a new character they're calling the Horseman. Um, I should have had a picture of that, but I I didn't get one ready for it. Uh, unfortunately, the horseman in the the picture I saw of it, he looks a lot like Batman, so I'm a little I'm a little worried about that. But you know, so far, Eric and his crew's done a really good job over there, and I'm sure it'll it'll be a great story. So we'll see what happens with that um and that is all i think i have for the geeky news uh theron you got anything for the geeky news
1: yes i do <clears throat> i guess mine's is more gamer related but then again i'm a follow-up on a story uh that i covered, i believe the last time i was on, which is power world so that is uh that is uh uh xbox's iteration of pokemon um and they are basically they they lost a lot of their they lost I think seventy five percent of their um, user base. So basically, people Ooh. have yeah dropped from playing Power. It was a big hit when it first got on to the platform, and it was about uh, it was going strong and and everything. Almost had like a, basically over uh uh what's that five million. Five million uh players and then all of a sudden I mean after a couple of weeks you know due to lack of updates and just over the cross platform nature from Xbox from PC PC is more up to date than the Xbox um yeah they lost 75% of their player base which is unfortunate the game is cool you can enslave pals to do work for you but at the same time they're cute and cuddly. They're they're Pokemon-esque. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I was just like, oh, I thought that game was going to go somewhere. But turn turns out that Nintendo is going to make a game uh, very uh, sequen- uh, su- uh, su- uh su- sequential towards that su- uh, same style that Power came up. So they did release or they did announce that they're releasing a new Pokemon game. I'm a big Pokemon person, by the way. So <laughs> you're talking about a person that played Hours and hours and hours of Pokemon game also went out in the world, real world, by the way, uh, and captured uh, a lot of uh, of Pokemon from uh, Pokemon Go. And I still, uh, to this day, keep up with my. So, yes, I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: So do you think the, the drop mm-hmm. had to do with, you know, it was just kind of a a niche, you know, people were uh, just wanting to jump in on this because it was kind of a ripoff of a Pokemon and then everyone just got bored with it or, or why do you yeah. think there's a big drop off of, of the users?
1: <laughs> Nintendo's lawsuit that they basically was going to hit it with. They didn't think it was going to last long. Um uh, it was, it was being, it was developed by, I believe like five different developers. They were, they had some, uh, they, they wanted to create something, you know, lighthearted and uh, kid friendly and stuff like that. But then again, they wanted to have that, uh, the element of, you know, Brutality into the game, like you know, you can use guns, you can ride on the Pokemon, you can do all the stuff that you want to do, They make them a little bit more, you know, not as friendly. But I thought it was pretty interesting. And then um uh for the most part, uh I, I do like the the style of game. Now I do play it, but then again, it is different from the PC versus the the actual Xbox uh gameplay. You have a lot more, it's more fluid and then the game isn't as broken. They still have to do a lot more updates to the game in order to make it more fun.
0: So you play it on the PC in opposed I to the played. Xbox.
1: I played on the Xbox. Xbox. Oh, you do play uh, it on Series the Xbox. X.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Megan was a Pokemon fan growing up. She had several of the Pokemon's. I think for the Game Boy Advance or mm. Red and Blue. Okay. Well,
2: technically, I had Yellow.
0: But uh, I don't know. I did
2: three the same game pretty much
0: just different colors (laughs) let's see i didn't i didn't watch i didn't play play pokemon so
1: (laughs) it's all good it just
0: it just wasn't my thing that's all
2: i had yellow i had um pearl and diamond i think i also had sapphire (laughs)
1: Uh, oh yeah sapphire Go yeah okay cool So we had a, so they have X and Y and then they just came out with a newer, they're coming out with a newer version of the Pokemon series. So that's going to be, that was announced actually in the Nintendo Direct. They just had about a week ago. So I thought that was pretty interesting. They also released a new Earthbound game. I thought that was, that is uh, called Mother, which is actually really good as well too. So if you're into Earthbound, Earthbound is from us uh, us 90s kids. We kind of grew up on that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Uh, that's Ness. you you guys if you ever played um if you ever played um let's say any of the smash brothers characters Ness, the earthbound kid the one with the snake the yo-yo and stuff like that that's that's the game he's from just to give you know clarity lucas is uh uh, another was the same character from a, a different uh time period of that that particular game so i thought that was pretty interesting
0: see i played super mario brothers but I didn't play smash brothers and I played uh donkey Kong country. I love donkey Kong country.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> donkey
0: Kong country. It's just donkey Kong. <laughs> it's donkey, donkey Kong country, man.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Donkey. Diddy um, Kong. <laughs> Oh, and I think that's
1: in my latest. Okay, so that was that was the power I talked about a little bit of earth Brown. I, I was very excited about that. Me and my buddy Mike um, at work, we we were basically kind of cuckoo for cocoa when it came down to um, from Mother. And then uh, what else we have? We have I got some pretty interesting. No, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna save that for later. Never okay, mind. that's all I got for right now. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: All right, so that's it for the geeky news. So we will move on to our geek dart. Go with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps. I've lost the sweeps. And I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's <laughs> not all he's lost.
2: he actually make those?
0: Yes, he makes those noises. That that is his talent. Um, he if you go and look him up on YouTube, he makes all kinds of noises. He's he's great. I love it. That's that's why he is the great Michael Winslow. Um. So anyway, Geekdar, this is kind of our show and tell segment. Um. And as usual, I have comic books. Imagine that. So this past week, I saw a story that a uh, new comic book a uh, story was coming out in the Batman series in the regular Batman series. Cause there are numerous Batman titles in DC comics. I won't even go down the list of how many freaking Batman titles there are, but this is in the main Batman continuity and it was called Joker, uh, pa- Joker year one. And I saw that and I'm like, I rushed to the comic book store Um and they had all three issues. It's a three-part series um, beginning in Batman 142. And so there's the cover. Oh, here, Megan. It's got too much green on it. My green screen shows it there. So so there's uh, 142. Uh with the Joker on it and with the red hood, he's holding the red hood. So if you know a little bit about the killing joke and the three jokers, you understand the whole red hood storyline. And this plays into that. So I'm really excited. I haven't I started reading it, but I haven't got too too far into it. So you want to show the next one 143. And there is the cover 143 with Batman beating the snot out of the Joker. And, oh, so this ties into the
1: Killing Joke.
0: Yes, it ties into Killing Joke and the Three uh-huh. Jokers, which made me really excited. And then that one's got a shot of Commissioner Gordon with the Joker. So, um, yeah. pretty excited about the story. I'm hoping maybe uh, Stephen and I can cover it on the show in the near future. We'll see. We'll see how we can figure that out. I just got to figure out how to get Stephen to read the comics. That's all. <laughs> that's always <laughs> that's a challenge.
1: That's uh, Commissioner Gordon into the House of Mirrors oh never mind let me stop
0: well I don't know see I don't know what's happening in this one um, <laughs> okay. but yes The Killing Joke uh, yeah that that is a gruesome gruesome story I would not recommend it for any child <laughs> anyone who's probably younger than a teen because uh, it's a, extremely graphic and ex- extremely gruesome but it is one of my all time favorite Batman stories Uh, And then the killing joke um, goes into the three jokers, which came out just a few years ago, where Batman finds out that there are actually three distinct different jokers. Mm -hmm. And and uh, that one's a fantastic story, too. And it kind of kind of ties into the killing joke a little bit. Um, And then this is kind of supposed to cap it all off. So we'll see how it goes. (coughs) and that's what i have for my geekdar sec- segment
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Excuse for the me. killing joke do you think that uh the man who laughs the comic series for that do you think the three jokers actually Nah, cuz that's when batman goes crazy and he ends up becoming i
0: believe like the Joker. oh you mean you mean the 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 batman the, what is it the batman who laughs uh I have that series too. <laughs> yeah, the Batman. Heck. I think it's the Batman That Laughs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This Batman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. That yeah. one is not for you kids. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> oh, man. not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah this is the uh crazy. the the Batman Who Laughs, and it is a combination of the Batman and the Joker. And again, okay. another one of my favorites. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have an action figure of him if it wasn't one of my favorites. So,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, if you want to get
1: into some some pretty, you know, some, some, uh, I, I would say this is more your back alley, you know, uh, Joker or like deep with you going for something like a little bit more serious and new art style with the comics and everything. Yeah, the Batman, the Batman who laughs, the three Jokers, and the killing joke. Yeah, that will take you, yeah, you, you're you coming out of your comfort zone when it comes to, you know, staying with, oh, yeah, my superheroes, they're all, like, you know, now nah, you're getting more into, like, the 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 sinister, sinisterness of the uh, the villains and what happens if Batman, you know, if he gets, uh, if he gets, what was it, it was uh, Joker's blood, I think he had something to do with Joker's blood that tainted his, yeah, that messed him up in that particular uh, sense, yeah, so.
0: It's pretty good, and we start seeing Batman's from different uh, universes popping yeah. in and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably something Stephen wouldn't care for since it's kind of multiverse continuity. Oh, imagine
1: <laughs> that! That's going to segue <laughs> into my main event right about now. There you go. <laughs> there you
0: go. So, Steve, uh, so, 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 Theron, if you don't have anything for the geek um. No, no, I don't
1: think I, I don't think I have anything. Right
0: okay, now. all right. Well, then we will move into the main event. Speaking of multiverse,
2: it's time for the main event.
0: Well, look at that. See, Stephen was with us. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I got to get his voice in there somewhere, right? Yeah. All right. So today we are going to be diving into uh, DC's Crisis on Infinite Earth. Um, Crisis has got an interesting uh, backstory. It's got an interesting um, history within within the DC comic books. It was one of the first. I think it may actually be the first big, huge multiverse or. Uh, not multiverse, but crossover event in comic history. Um, mm-hmm. In some ways it's great because, you know, it's, it's, it's a good story. I enjoy uh, crisis uh, a lot. Um, it, it did a lot of good for DC at the time when it happened. However, it also opened up the door for many other crossovers and kind of killed the comic book industry in my opinion (laughs) only because the comic book companies started doing so many different multiverse events you know uh you know when it started it was just like uh dc would do one big multiverse event a year or not multiverse but a crossover event a year and marvel would do one big crossover event a year and now it's to the point where they're doing multiple crossover events. And when I say a crossover, so you've got the main story, like Crisis has 12 issues in it, and that's the main, main story of, of it. But it crosses over into like all these other minor books. And they're trying to get you to buy everything you possibly can. And by the time you're done with it, you could spend tons and tons of money. So it wasn't a huge deal when it was one crossover A year, but when they start doing multiple crossovers a year and you got multiple companies doing multiple crossovers, yeah, you can totally go broke. It's it's insane. So um, so that's why I say it's kind of a double edged sword. It, It was a cool event and it really helped DC in some ways, because back then at that point, DC had established the multiverse. And the multiverse was really so they can keep the continuity of both Silver Age characters, meaning the characters from, like, the 1930s and 1940s and 50s, and, and, and have the uh, Golden Age characters, which would be your characters from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was kind of my primary spot at that point. You know, I'm an 80s kid. And but then there were some of those, you know, silver age ones that I loved, you know. Uh like I'm a big fan of Jay Garrick, the Jay Garrick Flash. And and the Jay Garrick Flash kind of kicked off the entire multiverse. I had on my geek a couple weeks ago. I got a, a facsimile reprint of the flash of two two worlds, which is where Jay Garrick and Barry Allen flashes meet and and the different earths collide basically. And it. I think it was like the first point of the multiverse for DC comics. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, but it, over the years, over the time, it just got too much for them to handle. They, they were having a hard time keeping track of everything, keeping track of the characters, keeping track of the storylines. And they decided that they were going to have to limit everything. And they figured, well, The way we limit it is we have this crisis event which combines all the multiverses into one universe. And at the same time, we will eliminate some characters and even add some new ones. So you saw the deaths of some significant characters. um, And back then, a death of a character could actually mean a real death of the character. Where today... Today we hear, oh, so and so's dying. Ah, uh, yeah, they'll be back in six months. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, like, yep. uh, so the big thing about Crisis was um, the biggest, probably the biggest death and most significant death was Barry Allen, the Barry Allen Flash. And Barry Allen actually gives himself up. He's got a real hero's death in the in the comic books uh, version of Crisis. And he gives himself up to save the multiverse or to try and save what is left of the Earth, you know, Mm -hmm. so forth. And uh, had a huge impact. Barry was dead for years, for a long, long time. Wally West actually took over as the Flash. And you Mm kind of see the ring is passed on to him um, at the end of, of Crisis. And and which means he gets Barry's full red uniform where he where Wally would yellow kid flash so on and so forth. And uh, he becomes the adult Barry Allen and he actually takes over the line, the comic book line. I collected uh, the the uh, Wally West Flash series from, I think, uh, the first year it started all the way into three or four years I think I got first three or four years of the Wally West Flash comic books. So,
1: Mike, can you elaborate um, a little bit on that? Why the Flash is so important, and why he was able to go into the speed? I mean, why he was able to be able to cross, um, jump from dimensions when he did? When so people can understand, like, okay, why it was? I understand the Flash is important because he's fast, but there's a significant reason why the Flash became. Uh, very pivotal when it comes to uh, Crisis and how he's able to jump from mul- uh, multiverse and everything that nature.
0: So, yeah, actually, The Flash is extremely pivotal within the DC universe. He He's a much bigger character than a lot of people actually realize. Uh, and part of the reason is, uh, like you said, he is able to jump back and forth in between different uh, universes. Back then, it was because of the cosmic treadmill, he had what he called the cosmic treadmill and that allowed him to go back and forth. Now in the modern, the more modern DC comics, they, they utilize the, uh, speed force more yeah. and the speed force allows him to do basically the same thing. The cosmic treadmill did. And I don't know, it, it the speed force fits his, his, uh, characteristics and his, uh, abilities I think a little bit better. The cosmic treadmill was just something that DC devised just to give him a way to travel back and forth. And, and yeah. it was like a quick, easy way to explain things and not have to get too too technical and so on and so forth. Um, and then I think as years went by the character the character just evolved and his powers mm-hmm. evolved a lot more. And then that's how we had the birth of the the Speed Force, um, yeah. but yeah, Barry is pivotal because of the fact that he can do the time traveling, he can do the universe hopping, and which most characters cannot do those types of things. Um, a lot of people just look at Barry and go, "So he runs fast. What? Who? Who cares yeah. about that? Right? Now, but no, yeah. Barry is yeah. way more than that. Yes, each
1: universe, even though there's they are. Uh, there obviously there's multiple iterations of the Barry Allen, but each Cosmic treadmill has a different signature for that universe. So that's why when when Barry, Barry is going on, like say if he's doing like running an Earth one or something like that, it's not so he's only running within that 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 uh, that particular time frame of uh, that reality. It only for in order for him to go into like let's say Earth three or something like that. The cosmic treadmill has to be synced in order for them to cross over, and that's nice. and that, and that, that's going to segue into how uh, Barry is able to jump and uh, and also bring other people over. But then again. I'm, I'm just, I just want to uh, explain that a little bit, flush that out just a little bit more uh, better because most people like, well, is he got, you know, a cosmic treadmill? How, how, how do they both connect? Well, you have to sync them first before they can actually become connected. So when Barry gets on it, he can run and he'll be able to kind of like, you know, dimensional swap or uh, um, hop when he does that. And that's what, that's what uh, allows him to basically become,
0: you know, uh, transdimensional in that sense. Yeah, go ahead. Correct, correct. No, I absolutely agree with you. You're you're absolutely right with all that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's take a look at the film first. Uh, um, we'll just give our you know brief overview of the film, spoiler free, to start with. Um, so I watched this. I've watched it twice. I I bought it digitally because um, one thing it's crisis, so I, I want to get it. You know. Uh, oh, by the way, Crisis is getting re-released in facsimile reprints, starting either this month or April—one of the two—I don't remember which. Um, but they're up. they're on the—they're going to be reprinting the entire twelve issue run. So, if you're interested in getting the comics version of Crisis, it, it's going to be v- available again. I I already went to my—I went to Fantasy and said, "Hey, add this to my poll." So. <laughs> So Ashley, the Ashley, the the girl that runs fantasy over there, she's like done. Okay, we're good. You got it. So, I'll be getting that. Um, you can also get it in the uh, DC Infinite app. Um, they have they have all the issues available there. So if you're really interested in it, that's another way you can get it. Um, and I'm sure there's somewhere a trade paper back of it. There's been many many crisis uh, events. Um, there's also been many versions of the crisis storyline. Uh, we had a, we had a version of it in, in the flash TV series, which I thought they did an okay job. It, it wasn't bad. Um, okay. It, 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 wasn't really anywhere near close to the comic books, but you know, it was okay for what it was. Um DC animated had tried crisis on two earths. Um, and again, not a half bad story, but I don't, I don't really consider that crisis because it's just, it's basically the, uh, the same bad guys we see in this, this one. Um, it, it, it's like almost a shorter version of this movie, but it's just the two earths, not, not all the, the multiple earths. and That's all it is. Um, Not a bad watch, but I think this one's much more better. Cheers. I'm going to drink about now. I I had to get one in. Um, So anyway, my overall on this. Uh, Crisis is uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. The latest one, which is part one of a three part uh, series. Um, The Mm -hmm. other two parts will be coming out later this year. I felt they did a uh, a decent job of telling the story um but telling it in a way that connects to their animated universe. Mm-hmm. Um if you're looking for a for a comic book um equivalent it's probably not the best thing but it's probably the closest they've done so far. Uh but I, I think it, it works well with the current uh Tomorrowverse, which is 10 uh, films that they've they've done over the last several years. Um I I don't know if I got hey Megan, see if you can get me a list of the 10 films that, that lead into Crisis Infinite Earth. That way we can we can kind of go over the films too. But um overall I think they did a fairly good job. I, I enjoyed it, it was fun. I liked the Flash. Uh they did great on his character. The guy voicing the Flash was amazing. I loved him. Yeah. Um I think all the voices were well done. Uh you know I miss I miss uh our Batman, but you know, death does that to us. <laughs> but oh, but other than that, other than that, I I'd say it's well worth the watch if you are a fan of multiverse and you were a fan of crisis i say give this a watch it's a good uh, good movie um as far as a rating goes i figured we'd use the tri- tr- uh, cosmic treadmill for the rating system and mm-hmm. i'll i'll give it a 7 out of 10 cosmic treadmills 7 out 7
1: of 10 out
0: of okay mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i'll give i'll give this is about a 7 out of 10 too it, uh, the reason why I, I would give it a 7 out, out of 10 because on the opening let's say in the first yeah the opening act the first 30 minutes of it it kind of throws you into this um this this void of information things are happening but you don't know what's happening but they're they're like flashes they're, they're flashes. <laughs> so <laughs> nice so but they're happening and then the flash you you, you kind of stop you know you 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 are open up into, okay, something's happening with the Flash. Something's happening in the uh the world he's in. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Flashpoint, a little bit of Flashpoint of like what happened when he went back. Oh, he screwed up some stuff. Yeah. But then again, it's just like, did he screw up some stuff? What's happening? It's more than what he's screwing up. But then again, for the most part, you also get introduced to Batman and Superman. And, and then that's when you notice that there's a lot of more, um, there, there is a uh, character that comes in. Um, uh, what is the character? Uh, What's his name? It was the. It's the robot, oh. it's the android.
0: Oh oh uh, um. oh! Crap, Amazo. Amazo. Uh, Amazo,
1: yes. And then you realize what was what was, um, was Amazo, what was Amazo, and then that's pretty much where it was at. So w- once you start to get to that point, when you get up to the point where you have Amazo everything we kind of becomes to shuffle. And then uh, when you get to the next, when it's the second act, that's when it starts to make more sense. Uh, like Mike, you, like you mentioned, you, you watched the movie about two, two or three times. That's what it would take for you to understand the movie. Once you watch it and it's just like, what, what just happened? And then when you watch it again, it was just like, Oh, okay. I can see what happened. Okay. This is why that kind of came. So the setup is kind of all over the place. If you're not familiar with, um, uh, uh, what's that uh multiverse movies they always kind of put you in that pulp fiction type or deal they start you in the middle or towards the end and they kind of work themselves backwards and then you have to start to kind of you know put the bit pieces together in order for you to understand okay what all happened here and then by the end you realize okay it's starting to come together start making sense like you'll notice that with with flash an Iris character that's th- that their their relation to each other and everything in that nature. And then also there's other characters that will come into play. Um that it's just like, who's this old guy? And why is he basically constantly coming around, bopping, bopping uh Flash on the head, and all of a sudden he just throws now? I gotta pay attention to what's happening, where he, where he's at now. And Flash can't necessarily use his powers because, like Mike said, you know, they have this is before he gets the cosmic treadmill. The speed force, every time he try to tap into the speed force, it throws him off. And that's 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 going to be very pivotal uh, going forward um, when you actually get further into the film and everything. But for the most part, I would say story wise. Yes, it is actually a really good story. It's very, very, very technical when it comes down to understanding like, OK, that makes sense. If you were to do this in this particular on this earth, then you have to do it on other earths. And it has to basically all sync up, so that it, it makes sense when that comes to that particular standpoint. But yeah, I do like it; it's a really good movie.
0: So, what's your number rating? Uh, Mine is going to be seven, of, out of seven out of ten. Seven out of ten? Okay, all right, we're right. Yeah. We're seven right out there. of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You awesome. want
1: to wanna start to the, the thing that they didn't do is what you said before. It was explain it, it, you know some of these uh, golden age characters. Or the civil age characters, then you kind of lo- don't know exactly, like, uh, okay, how do they all know each other? Because at, at a certain point in the film, they're going to all kind of like coalesce with each other and everything. And it's just like, oh, I know you. Or you're from, you're from, you're me from that. And then it's it's, the, it's that part. It's just like, okay, I know that character. I know that, car- where did that character come from? And then it, that's where it's going to throw you off. But yeah, it's,
0: it's a pretty fun interaction. Oh, I love when, bad, bad. when Robin shows up the Robin yeah. of, of the other earth shows up and he's, he's an adult Robin. Mm-hmm. His costume looks a little different and he comes up to Batman and Batman has no clue of who he is, you know? Yes. Cause oh, what, that on, Dick Grayson? no. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Dick, Dick Grayson, but it yeah. was Dick huh? of a different world of a different earth. And yeah. on his earth, Batman dies. And uh-huh. he, he, he kind of takes over for Batman, but he doesn't, he doesn't take on the mantle. He keeps the Robin costume. Yeah. But yes, but here on this earth, this Batman, Mm -hmm. he hasn't, he hasn't taken on. I mean, he, 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 he takes in Dick Grayson, but he hasn't made the decision to make Dick Grayson Robin yet, make him his partner. In fact, he thinks it's, it's not a, a smart idea, you know, and, and and when Dick Grayson of the Earth, other Earth, comes up to him, he's like, "Oh my gosh, Bruce!" And Batman's just like, "Who the heck are you? And how do you know who I am?" I thought it was you know, uh, he. He didn't adopt him. He he didn't
1: adopt him. Um, the 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 Batman that you see that's in the main concert, I believe it's Earth One Batman. Is he the yes. Earth One, Earth Two? Yeah, that Batman, the one that we get introduced when he was fighting the though, He didn't adopt. Dick Grayson. So he didn't have any wards at then uh, at that particular time. But when he was introduced to Dick Grayson in the Robin costume, I mean, right. like it was the Robin costume that you see um Damian Wayne wear. Isn't it the same what Damian Wayne wore?
0: But uh, no, was, it's it was awesome. it's a little it's a little different. It's a uh, they they actually it stuck to costume. well. It, it okay. so so there is a uh Silver Age. I hope I'm saying that right. I, I, I get the Silver Age and Golden Age mixed up, but okay. there is a Robin from that era who that Batman had died in the comic books. I mean, that's pretty comic yeah. book accurate there. And that Robin, that is the suit that they they put on that Robin from like the 1940s or 1950s, something like that. Okay. It's fairly accurate. It's fairly accurate to the comic books. They did a good job. Okay. Of it. Um, yeah, but then. Then he introduces uh Huntress to Batman. Yes. Oh which is I great. Like,
1: yes. Yeah, and I was and, like, who is that? And it was like uh, do we want to talk about that in spoilers or are we wanna we gonna wait?
0: Uh well I think is? I think we've gen- I think we've uh, okay, kind of that's veered off into spoilers anyway. So all right. So no, no, if, no, no, if you're watching now, if you're watching now <laughs> and you don't want any spoilers, Stop the video. We'll wait. We'll wait. One, two, three. Okay. Now, it's kind of hard
1: to not talk about spoilers in a multiverse universe because how things kind of, they interact with each other. It's like, well, why did that happen? It's because of this. I just spoiled it for you. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's 40 years. You should should have read the books by now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, (laughs) that's true that's true yeah it's in that universe huntress is batman's daughter and right it's, it's interesting how uh how the the heroes how they continue his legacy going forward thank you uh, that's the what's that that's huntress is the daughter of catwoman and batman which they yes thought that was pretty cool i was like i knew it i knew that was gonna happen and it was interesting how they brought her into the fold not because um, not because they want to introduce them at that particular point. It was, it was very pivotal of why they brought all of those superheroes together at the second act of the movie and everything in that nature, not just to introduce them and be like, Hey, this is a big party. Everybody come together. No, it's
0: a, it was a really
1: big looming threat.
0: That was it's a big, big party. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I love that. It's a big party. That's great. Um, so I, I thought I'd just give uh, uh, a little bit of uh of an analysis on the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. this, a little bit of a summary. It's so on the move. As far as the movie goes, part one. This this is part one of a three part series. Um, it follows the basic premise of the I- iconic comic book storyline with the Anti Monitor threatening the existence of the multiverse by consuming various realities. Justice League is joined. Uh, the Justice League joined by heroes from different Earths must unite to stop the stop him. The film condenses the very the vast narrative of the comics, focusing on a key on key characters like Flash, Superman. Well, then they say Superwoman here and Lex Luthor. Comparisons to the comic book storyline. So the similarities between the comic book and and the movie, the core concept of the Anti Monitor destroying the Earth. That's the same uh, multiverse setting with heroes from different realities. That's the same. Key characters like the Flash, Supergirl, and Lex Luthor playing pivotal roles in, in the storyline, that's the same. Uh, the difference is, though, the film focuses more on a smaller group of heroes compared to the comic books, which, again, the comic books spans 12 issues of a main storyline, and then all of the the little spin-off issues that go into every single superman batman wonder woman so on and so forth um so they can they can focus on a much bigger broader picture than you can in film uh certain characters and events are omitted uh or adapted for brevity and the film introduces a new element the emotional core revolving around the flash's connection to iris west and i would wholeheartedly agree with that uh, because yeah, in really the comics, like right in the comics, it it focused on Barry's uh, uh, his sacrifice. Okay, yeah. where the movie, yes, he, Barry does sacrifice himself, but it's leaning more on uh, his and Iris's relationship, which is not a bad thing. I mean, Iris is known in the comic books. As Wally West's, uh, or not Wally West, as Barry Allen's um, Lightning Rod. So mm-hmm. you know she is what what encourages him, what what makes him who he is. Really, kind of like
1: Mary Jane to Spider-Man, to
0: Peter yep. Parker. Yep, or, or pretty much what it is. Or Lois to Superman. Or Lois you know? to Superman. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I I would actually put their relationship. There are specific comic book relationships that i think are pivotal and should always remain one being uh peter parker and mary jane two mm-hmm. uh clark kent and lois lane and then three mm-hmm. barry barry allen and iris west i i think those are the Damn, pivotal are yep exactly i love those oh, three say three relationships joker and harley quinn
1: i mean you can't just just because they're a villain doesn't mean that they can't oh, That's Oh
0: well, That's an abusive relationship. That is not. Hey, yeah,
1: that's that's <laughs> our putting. Whatever,
0: dude. That's, you can Hey,
1: love is love, man. I ain't gonna let stuck no. That's that's how I go. It can be. It's toxic.
0: But then again, that that is a whole different. <laughs> it's toxic. We, oh my god, that's funny. We we would have to have a whole different uh, episode for for Harley's and Joker's relationship. Uh, yeah, I don't put it on. I love the relationship, but I don't put it on the same level. Uh, let's put Lewis it this way:
1: and, and Clark. Kent.
0: Uh, yes, I, I would not. I would not suggest anyone model their their marriage upon Harley and the Joker. Okay, let's just put it that way. <laughs> I would That's say funny. Clark and Lois are a good model, but Harley and Joker, no, avoid that relationship as best as you can. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know if Lois and, and Clark is a good model because she always getting thrown from some high place and he had to swoop in to save her. What happened if it's like a a, a burning building with children uh, from an orphanage and he gotta go save his wife? I mean, which one do you choose? That's a hard bargain. And if they had oh. if they had an argument that day, he might just let her fall a couple of meters and then go save the kids. And you know, it's just a lot of nuances right there. It's like <laughs> How do you get, keep falling from these buildings? You need Ow. to change your hairstyle so people won't know that you're you're with me. All right, never mind. I digress. Anyway. Well,
0: let's see, that's why that's why Clark has has the secret identity. That's why the secret identity is important to try to keep people away from his loved ones. You know, I I've never been a fan of this whole like uh uh what, what is it? Cap decides to oh I'm going to tell the world of who I am. I, I've I've never been a real fan of that. Oh um, yeah, it was Cap. Was it Cap? Or no, no, no. Iron Man. Iron, wanted...
1: Man. Iron Man was. Yeah, the sorry.
0: Was right, Cap. Cap wanted to keep it a secret. Iron Man wanted to. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I, I get I get it mixed up. But but either way, you, you get the point. I, I I've not been a fan of that idea. I'm on Cap's side on that one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, we're going over tomorrow. Let's stick to DC. All right, so right, let's
1: right. Go, uh, uh, so the relationship with Iris Red West and and yeah, so this movie, the first one, the Crisis, the part one, it really will feel like a Flash movie. It it, it feel it's like oh, a yeah. uh, telling of that yeah, like why why was Flash and why was Iris so important during a certain uh, uh act in the in the movie, which when the when everybody starts to coalesce on each other. I mean when touch not coalesce but then when they all started to converge into one particular earth when the when the monitor actually brings them all together, that's when you realize, oh, you know, there's there's this wave of empty empty life coming at them and it's knocking out all of the realities. And it's nothing he can do to stop it. And they they have to figure out that's the reason why they brought them all together to try to bring all the best minds, the best the top, the, the the best heroes to try to figure out what they can do to be able to save the Earths, and that's the reason why you have crisis on Infinite Earths because a lot of the Earths and multiple realities get, you know, destroyed by the uh the uh what is it the anti it's anti anti monitor
0: yeah well, the anti yeah. wave what is they call the wave right. I think yeah. it, I think you're right I think it's the anti wave. Which is created yeah, as an anti-monitor. Um, exactly. I, I liked when when Barry ends up on the uh, Earth with the um, the bad Justice League. I I always forget what their name is. Uh, what's um, It's Ultraman. It's what's right, Lady Ultraman, Superwoman. Um, yeah. I don't even know what the uh, Flash the is. Oh no, the Flash was Johnny Quick. Johnny uh, Quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh man. No, so.
1: Owlman, yeah, that's the that's the Batman iteration of that, which I thought that he looked very similar to the one from the Watchmen
0: uh series. Yeah, he Owlman. does. He does. <laughs> which I mean, the Watchmen is a is a DC property too, so they can do that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love it when when uh you see them, you meet them, and they're the they're the bad guys and they're controlling their earth. I mean, they've created a one they're the like government. A, yeah, they're the government for the entire earth. And, and they're still just out stealing things, you know, robbing banks and just just causing major havoc everywhere. Yeah. And I love it when uh, all these disasters start happening on their planet. And you see this building, these buildings starting to fall, right? Mm-hmm. So Ultraman. He goes and stops the building from falling and starts pushing it up. And you can see the look on the people's faces in the buildings because they're like, oh, my gosh, she's actually saving us. Well, nope. no, he's not. <laughs> he's pushing the bu- building to fall the opposite way so it doesn't fall on their precious statues. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, funny.
1: I thought that was pretty interesting, too. Like, oh, I it was like so they were they were the um what is it and this is not sinister six no nah, that's a different that's a different one well, um, sinister,
0: sinister six is uh
1: uh spider man yeah, that's spider man's uh it's the uh, you have the justice league but then again you also i'm not too privy on like dc's uh they're they're bad guys uh league as well don't they have a bad guy league I, I'm, yeah I'm not,
0: um yeah gosh i always forget the name of that too yeah, with Lex Luthor leading it. Yeah, Lex with Lex. Yeah, Lex Luthor leading it. Uh, yeah. uh, Black Manta. Black Manta. Um, uh, Solomon Grundy. Solomon. Uh, yeah. So there were like that variation. What, Megan?
2: They're called the Crime Syndicate.
0: Oh it's yeah, Crime the, Syndicate. Well, yeah. the Crime Syndicate was the ones in in Crisis. That yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crime yeah. Syndicate, but that's syndicate, what they're. Yeah, the, the Crime Syndicate
1: it's that it, they were the uh crime syndicate of that that reality which was pretty interesting because they didn't believe that they they could there's nothing that could stop them they were just there were they were the, oh yeah. the end all be all but then again when it came down to when the anti-life wave came through they was trying to figure out how they was going to be able to combat it because it was destroying pretty much everything it was destroying the earth and it was funny how it just shows like that one scene of the earth being consumed by it but i was just like but they showed in a different scene that the anti-life wave came through and destroyed a whole planet so why would it just start in that one area <laughs> it was so stupid that's what i was like wait a minute didn't it consume the whole entire world and and all the other earths and he was just going through really really fast they and they had to draw this, this
0: out longer for the
1: scene it was so weird, and then when you destroy half of a planet, doesn't the rest of the other half explode? No, it didn't do all of that. It just was just going. And I thought that was pretty interesting too. Well, so,
0: I think it's more <laughs> like you it it's that? well, yeah, but I think it's more <laughs> like it's erasing it is what it's doing. It's just erasing it from from existence. Yeah, because it, it, anytime something would would be affected by it, the the particles would just start to come up you know everything would separate into particles and they would just all dissipate and such so yeah almost down almost, uh, almost snap you know yeah.
1: The, uh, yeah the decimation of that and i thought that was pretty interesting i, I thought our the way he went out was like amazing because he just nuked himself and he was like this thing you're gonna kill me i'm gonna kill it that's such a batman way to go i'm telling you <laughs> right about now batman is not gonna <laughs> lay anything anything in any reality kill him he will he will kill him. he He will go out the way on his terms and that's why i love batman batman will go out on his turn superman i'm just gonna
0: punch it as hard as i can yeah <laughs> and then the rest of them just follow him too okay well and the rest of them just gave you. up right <laughs> what's that
1: super the, it was that the uh superwoman she just she just said oh you know what this ain't this point i can't throw i can't throw a car i can't throw things at it to stop it uh crap i'm just gonna give up and go and then you had the johnny quick he was just like oh man you know since flash you're in my universe you suck it i killed all of the super pe- the fast people in this universe so i can't do anything so let me go try to race towards it to see if i can do anything to stop it because he was siphoning uh when when two flashes are in the same universe well no when two flashes are on the same speedsters, rather I'm not flash, but speedsters on the same Earth, they suck out the uh, they draw out the energy from the Speed Force. So he couldn't, he wasn't able to use it. Johnny Quick right. was, and that's the reason why he was not wasn't fast enough to go into the Speed Force to try to
0: avoid it. Oh, I love it when he he tells the rest of the Crime Syndicate that, and they're like, "Oh, so what you mean is we have to kill one of you so that the other one has the full power of the Speed Force?" Yeah. And he was yeah, exactly, going, whoa, yeah. whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because they knew that he knew that they don't care which one they kill. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, did they, you. They uh, have no loyalty. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, that this, this, this was crazy about that. Um, what's that? Now, did you catch the, the old man and in the. In the yeah, uh, they kept sending very different time points. That was
0: uh, Constantine. Right. Now, when when. When we first see him, my first thought was I, I thought it was Ollie. I thought it was Green Lantern at, for, or Green yeah. Arrow at first. Yeah. And then as it went along, and then he did a kind of a magic spell, I was like, oh, it's Constantine. And mm-hmm. now that's that's the interesting thing. That is one thing that is different. One of I the was things that is that, yeah. different uh, between the comic book and and the movie. So, trying to find my notes on that so in the comic book you have a character known as pariah and pariah Pariah is kind of the one who's uh uh guiding people through through the whole crisis event so they Mm -hmm. they replaced pariah with constantine um and i'm sure hardcore crisis fans might might look down on that be like well it's not it's not like the original but i think constantine is is a a good character to be able to do this and they they did kind of lead into into this event from the constantine i forget which constantine movie it was um and steven and i just we reviewed it i think it was last year um but anyway at the end of that that movie they kind of elude to something bigger happening. And so so there was there were there were hints all through ten uh animated films. Megan, did you get that list for us? Ten of
2: them?
0: Yeah, there were supposed to be ten of them from what I understand.
2: Okay. So Wikipedia's got a list called Tomorrowverse.
0: Yeah, Tomorrowverse. That's it. That's it. So so you want to read through the Tomorrowverse? Real quick.
2: So the ones that are listed here are Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Justice Society of World War II. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman The Long Halloween. Yep. Which has two parts. Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Yep. Green oh, Power Ring. Ring.
1: That was another
2: one. Best of Sleep, War World. And then it's got Crisis on Infinite Earths Earth Part One. And then I scroll down farther, and it's got two short films, uh, which is Adam Strange and Kamandi: The Last Boy on Earth.
0: Oh, that one! I don't even know that at all. And I'm surprised they're not including Constantine in that, because Constantine should have been included in that also. Um, yeah, but <clears throat> and I've seen most most of those films. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen War World at all yet um steven and i went over the green lantern one and we went over a few of those and i i can't remember if i watched the superman the superman one i think i might have you
2: you didn't
0: i don't know i I might have to go back and look at it see if i did or not you talking about the halloween one no the halloween one i uh i think steven and i covered uh, a long halloween okay um Mm -hmm. because we covered both the comic book and the the uh, the movie version of it. Um, mm-hmm. if, I, if I remember right, we liked the movie version, but we liked the comic book a lot better. Much more better. Cheers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of like Hush. Hush, we definitely liked the comic book over the movie. It was... Yeah, the movie just wasn't nowhere near what the comic book is. Um, so Crisis falls in line with that as far as going... Mm-hmm. Uh, comic book versus movie, but I I think crisis is a little different just because you're, you're dealing with different ways of handling the crisis Uh, because Mm -hmm. in, in the comic books, it's so much more vast. It's, it's such a, uh, A bigger universe in the comic books than what it is. Introduce a lot more characters
1: and then explore those characters as far as their relationships to what's all happening. Because you get a lot more in-depth characters with like Supergirl. Um. Uh. No. Uh. Not Super. Yeah. Yeah. Supergirl and her relationship with Brainiac in that universe, that parallel universe. She's actually. Uh. They. They are. They are a team. They're. They're way more. Uh. Uh, more involved is trying to figure out how you know she actually teams up with Brittney and they become oh like yeah the smartest ones in the.
0: I don't think Supergirl. I don't think Megan had Supergirl in that list either. Um, yeah, Supergirl played a really big part in on right as well. She did, yeah. and and I like that Supergirl movie. I, I think that's a pretty decent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of uh, in the beginning of that film, she kind of comes off like a bit of a spoiled brat, but yep. as the movie goes along. Uh, you really fall in love with her character. I I I think they did her character really well, and I liked uh the the connection between her and Brainiac Five in that movie. Yeah. Oh and then yeah, kinda, really good. Yeah, you see you see where that goes mm-hmm. in 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 Crisis. So, um, yeah, where Brainy tells him tells her that I want you to always remember I loved you. So yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So that was a, a good part. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. And so let's, let's kind of, I'm going to jump back into the second that, Amazo sure. actually became very uh, very pivotal in the movie as well too, just with the Flash as well, right. when they realized that they were trying to figure out how they was going to be able to stop the interlife wave that's basically going through and destroying all of the Earths in different realms. It's only really three Earths that remains. One, two, and three. Earth one, two, and Earth Prime or something like that. I think that's Earth three. But those are those are the those are the main Earths that actually survive the wave itself because of what they had to do using Flash's ability, how he had his phase ability. He can phase in and out. He can he can, he right. can shake all of his molecules in order for him to kind of like phase through into um you know so he can so things can pass through him. And that's what they are they used eventually create that to try to save all the earths. They all the earths had to create a tuning fork or a a uh, a device that they can be able to do that. So that's the reason why they all came together so they can be able to create this. But but some odd reason the wave started to come a lot faster, so a lot sooner because the monitor who basically organized everybody to come and try to figure this whole thing out, it started to realize that okay, whomever it is that knows what we're trying to do, it's speeding up the clock and knocking out all of the realities a lot faster. So there we don't have time, and that's when we get into the third act, which is a little bit more into Iris and, uh, and Barry's story. And then what all they had to do in order to kind of like, you know,
0: uh, fix it. Now did, didn't Iris call what Barry was doing? Didn't she call that time slipping? Yeah. When he goes in, when he's in and out, like
1: he's there and then he's not there. Like when he's right. in his like, when he goes into his saying, she was you know, time tripping or whatever he said. He was like, yeah, I just had a, you know, when he when he blinks out and stuff, he knows he's like, OK, something's happening. But uh, you notice how every time he does a time slip, he's like in the moment and he doesn't know what happened. But he catches on really fast as far as what's right. happening. Like, oh, I'm getting married now. Oh, I'm 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 walking a dog. Oh, I'm just doing this. And he and he just flows with his with the with the flow. I, thought, I mean, goes with the flow of everything. I thought that was pretty cool of Barry. That's how instant his his reaction times is to the, the situation he's he's involved in.
0: It's almost like when you wake up from a really deep sleep, and mm-hmm. like, like let's say, let's say you're traveling and you're staying at a hotel, and you actually get like a really deep sleep, and then you wake up and you're like, "Where the heck am I?" You know, it, it's yeah. almost one of those instances that I, I compare what he was going through, and then it's like, "Oh, okay, I'm here." You know, he kind of snaps out of it, but I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting that. Uh, If I remember right, Iris called it time slipping. And we also had a reference to time slipping in Loki, because what Loki was doing, they also called that time slipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we got a little overlap between the two two different comic (laughs) companies there. Uh, I I just found that interesting. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, the terminology works for either one, so. You know, I, I'm not complaining about it or anything. I just thought it was interesting. So,
1: <laughs> so they were able to save at least three of the Earths, the main three continuity Earths and stuff like that. Barry did that. And this is what I, this is like I said, this is the reason why I'm giving it a seven because there are certain things in here that didn't kind of make sense to me on why it happened. Maybe it's probably going to come and where he flushed out later in the um, later acts and stuff like that. But. As the interlife wave was coming in, mm-hmm. he did the thing, he did the his 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 vibration thing, and he was able to stop time. And that allowed him to continue his work. It was only for just him and Iris in order for right. him to continue the work in order to build the, the 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 spire to do what he needs to do. And then when he did it on that earth, it also created him on the all the other earths too, which I thought was a little weird. If you notice, it was all constructed on all the other Earths as well. The ones that they could pretty much, you know, save. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't even catch that.
0: OK. Yeah. Interesting. Because When
1: they had the montage of them building yeah. it up, you, you remember you had yeah. all the Supermans and everything. Eventually, when that wave started to come in, it started to take all of them out. And it was only so many of them. And then some of them, they were stuck in time. So they couldn't do anything like all right. the Supermans and every, everybody was stuck in time. So they couldn't construct it fast enough. So Barry stopped time and he lived in that state for a long time. Right. You know, so he got old and stuff like that. And that's when he was able to create the vice or the, whatever it was, the pillar or whatnot that he connected to the uh, cosmic treadmill. And that's how he was able to speed everything up to do what you need to do. And then you seen when it was, when he, when when he, when he got out of it, he started to using all the lightning bolts of him, just basically creating it and everything in that nature. And then it was, just, and he just went for, for him and kind of like, that's how he was able to get it to work. But I thought that right. was pretty interesting.
0: Cool. Yeah, that is neat. Um, So yeah, one of the, one of the big differences between the comic book and the movie is Barry's sacrifice. I mean, he, he sacrifices himself in both continuities, But in the comic books, it's towards the end of the series. So like I said, it was a 12 part series. I think it was about issue 10 is where Barry uh, sacrifices himself. And, and it was less on him and Iris's uh, their relationship and just more on Barry's sacrifice. Whereas Mm -hmm. in the films, we're getting the sacrifice at the beginning in the first part of the three parter. And I think the, Purpose of that is in the films, uh, his sacrifice is supposed to, I think, inspire the other heroes to continue his work and continue what Mm -hmm. he started, where in the comic books, it was more of, well, he's just sacrificing himself to save the, you know, save what's left of the multiverse. So there's there's a big difference in, in the two. I think both of them work. You know, I, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't want to complain. Oh well, they, they should have saved it for the end, like they did in the comic books. No, because I, I think it worked well in the aspect of the films and the way the films were set up, because the films are set up so differently than the comic books. So mm-hmm. I, I think both ways are good. I, I, I you know, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those hardcore, oh, well, it has to be exactly like the comic books here because I think the story works either way. I I think it just works differently in the different continuities. And, you know, unlike some of them. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, there there are some.
1: She was actually really good, but they didn't really flesh Harbinger out. I think that's when it happened in the second act. Harbinger was the female that was basically, instead of Flash, trying to get one person at a time. She was the one well, that, that basically bring it Harbinger up. was Supergirl though. That was Supergirl?
0: Yeah, they they the one that was the anti
1: monitor? mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: That was Supergirl. I, see, now I, I got
1: to go. That's back what they,
0: they 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 revealed that that Harbinger is actually Supergirl. Now I didn't quite get hmm. that. I don't I don't know why I didn't realize. I, that. I thought it was Yeah, oh, she was actually okay. she was actually okay. Supergirl. Yep. Now, I, now, now,
1: now this is the part where Steven checks out. Wait a minute. How did this, <laughs> this is the part? He was like, I, I watched this thing several times. And yeah, this is a Steven skip right here. Cause I'm just like, I must <laughs> definitely yeah, got over that part. Yeah, it went over my head when it came down. So for the most part, I think that, uh, and they, and they did not introduce it's monitor, but you know, yeah, if there is did. a different variation of Batman, there's also going to be a different variation of Monitor. Than the Monitor, if you look at him, Monitor is very much like the Watcher uh, from the Marvel universe. If you ever seen the Watcher series, oh yeah, right, very much like the Watcher. He's always been there. He knows everything, and he knows you know what's there to come. But he's you don't know whether it's a he can be a good or a bad entity. It just depends. And but the Anti Monitor, it's something that happened, and I, and it's more in the comics. And Mike, you probably can. Kind of speak to that a little bit more because I got to go back in and I got to start reading a little bit more into the I got to well, finish it out rather. I started the first half of it, but I got to start finish the
0: rest of it. I, I don't know if I've ever actually read all of the Crisis series because um, you got to remember, I was, I was probably 14 when that series came 13 or 14. So I didn't have much money. I, I wasn't yet. Yeah, I was old enough, but I wasn't I didn't have the cash to go out and buy the comics. That was the problem. Okay. Uh, So I don't know if I ever got all of the issues, which, again, I'm getting I'm going to get the 12 main issues this year, because like I said, that's all getting re-released. And I definitely will be reading through that alongside watching the other two parts of the film. So when we go to do part two and part three, we can discuss the comic books more, because by then uh, Mm -hmm. they'll be. I mean, I don't know if all the issues will be out, but you, you know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll yep. be coming out. They may double up those issues and, and not just do one a month. They might do two. Um, okay. Not a, not 100% sure how that's all going to work, but we'll find out over the over the next coming few months. So, so um, yeah, overall, I would say Crisis, uh, if you are a fan of DC Comics mm-hmm. and you're a fan of the DC animated movies um i'd say crisis is well worth the watch i i really enjoyed it
1: now it's not going to emphasize the uh characters that you guys may already you know that you you're hoping to actually you know come in and save the day like batman in a sense batman is not he's he's observing a lot more than what you you know he's doing his batman thing he's trying to figure out okay what is all happening and why is it happening superman superman is just like Okay, I know I'm needed here, but I may not be needed here for what they, what is, what is all going on. Wonder Woman, she's uh, in the background. They kind of don't really do much with Wonder Woman, besides if you get like Power Woman, or whatever, whatever her name is. They don't really put too much emphasis on Wonder Woman. Uh, every, um, what's that? Uh, what's that? Flash is really the big standout in this one. Um, what's that? Green Lantern, not so much. Uh, and, and then I do like the fact that how in the I think Earth 1, they were talking about, well, you know what we should do? Since they were going against Amazo. we should we should form a league, like a <laughs> Justice League. And then by the end of the movie, that's when he was like, Batman said, you know what? I think we should form a Justice League because, you know, we need to actually partner up. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy the building.
0: It's already bought, by the way. Right. Yeah. He's, was, he said, well, the <laughs> building's already paid for. so. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, and and then you start to see like in the beginning on Earth One, like how it was just like everybody was so dysfunctional and fractured, where they all did their own thing and they all came together on Earth One, and then in Earth Two they kind of had they were a little bit more I guess seasoned. They kind of work Earth Three a little, you know, you don't have the same heroes, and then that's what like you was talking about each when they start to enter introduce a lot of the different Earths, Earth Prime, Earth Thirty Eight, Earth all those different Earths. Then you see what all happened to your favorite superhero and then who else took on the mantle, took over the mantle. And right. also who else, you know, came into existence because they wasn't there. Or if, like, for example, kal wasn't the one that was sent off. Um, Kara was and she became the, um, the the super person on Earth and everything in that nature. And I thought that was pretty cool, which ties in the Flash movie, by the way. But, yeah. The, the oh, Flash yeah, yeah. movie, yeah. So Shakara yeah. was the one that was there, and she died so many times throughout the whole interaction. And then Flash was trying to—I was trying to try to make that connection too, because I was like, Crisis kind of remind me of the Flash movie. Was they trying to tell that without having the, I guess, the Dark Flash come in there? It was kind of stupid. I ain't like the Flash movie was—it was wonky, man. It was all over the place. But yeah. I want to go into that rabbit
0: hole. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, let's. We already did a flash episode. <laughs> yeah, we
1: already yeah, we already talked that, that baby. No, I can't.
0: I can't. Oh, oh God.
1: Moving on. This is what I wish the anti-life equation comes in. No, was it anti? It's the anti-life matter wave. But I was wondering if that was created from the anti-life equation. But no, the anti-life equation allows the beholder to have full control over the universe to make the universe do whatever it is that they want to do. The answer, life wave knocks everything out of existence. So for you comic book is you probably already know it was a duh thing. We already know that. But yeah, it was just one of those things where I was just like, oh, okay. So I was like, did they get that from the answer? life question? No, nah, that's not it. All right.
0: Well, I, I'm predicting that, uh, um, the second movie part two, I'm predicting things are going to get a lot worse for our heroes because it, it, it always gets worse before it gets better. Right. So and, and it is it is a three parter, so that, that middle part has always gotta be the bad guys winning, you know. Uh which is why Stephen Steven hates three parters. <laughs> that's the that's why he hates trilogies. He doesn't like to see mm-hmm. that. Um Flip you haters. know, because yes, because <laughs> yeah, we've went over uh Empire many, many times. Empire is my ultimate favorite Star Wars film of all time, mm-hmm. and and Steven it's not for him. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is for him. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's the reason he doesn't like the cliffhanger. Uh, to me, it's like, wait a minute. That was one of the greatest cinematic moments, you know, it, it, moments in cinematic history. How do you not like that? I, I, I think he don't mind. like the, the matrix trilogy at all. Um, <laughs> Probably not. No, he, he likes the matrix. Uh. It, we kind of went over the Matrix too with uh, okay. with Aaron. Um, yeah, you can go back and listen to the Matrix stuff.
1: No, I feel you. <laughs> no, but I feel. Um, that's multidimensional if you think about it too. You are technically yeah. in the world, and then also you have things happening outside that world, and and how you and when you jump into when you get jacked in or you jump into the 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 Earth, or what they call it, or the uh, the reality that you know people exist. Things are not as they seem, and then you can have multiple different, you know, uh huh,
0: that's true. Yeah,
1: uh, simulations running because the systems learn from each other, and then you have the monitor, which is the architect. Never
0: no, mind me, stop. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're saying there's a lot of comparisons to Christ, it's a lot
1: of comparison, yeah, a lot of comparison to Christ. I never
0: really thought of it that way, huh? That's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, we'll have to get Steven in on that conversation. All <laughs> right, well. So I'd say overall, we both recommend this film to to people. If if you oh, are yeah. a fan, if you're a fan of DC, if you're a fan of uh of of both the animated and and the comic books, I I think it works well. Um, so yeah, I'd say go out and watch it. it it's well worth uh if you're wanting to rent it, it's well worth a rental. Um, mm-hmm. I purchased it because I want you know I want to have it. I probably should have got the physical. Because this would be a good one to have the physical of, yeah. Who knows? I may it's go a, back and get it. Nice ensemble movie,
1: and it is if you want. If you think about it too, it's more. It, it will give you that same type of feel as Infinity War. That's just that's just what it is. It's just mainly it's the it's the DC's version of an Infinity War. So, well,
0: uh, I would that. I would push back on that because the Crisis story came out before Infinity, but. All right, here we go with this. the the, the original the original crisis story. <laughs> I'm just talking about. if you ever that, seen that, it? that? Dates back to 1984. dude. <laughs> now we go back. Who 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 did it better? Right, Mike. Who did it better? Was it DC or Marvel? Wow. That's reason why I got
1: my Ninja Turtle shirt on. I ain't want to basically. I'm yeah. <laughs> <come> not swinging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna get into that battle right now. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, but if you ever see, like, if you if you just want to watch uh, a movie that kind of tells you if if the good guys don't always win and things are happening and you get that Thanos type feel, then it kind of gives you that same sense. But it's a very interesting twist though, because it's just like they all, you know, you don't just have Bruce Banner and Tony trying to figure it out. You have all the smartest people throughout the many different universes on earth, trying to figure out how they can be able to save their earth, (laughs) <laughs> from sure. this looming threat coming in so it is and it is and it, and it, pray, it plays off of everybody strength and weakness so you have your your bronze and your bronze type bronze and you know the smart and the strong type or deal and everybody plays a part which i thought was pretty interesting in the movie and they showcased that and it didn't help because they all die <laughs> <laughs>
0: to quote the one actor from star wars rogue one when when they were doing their their uh uh uh, promotion of rogue one and before it came out and he went somebody asked him well does your character die and he says he die she die they die we all die
1: (laughs) yes so and then you kind of felt like i gotta watch i gotta watch I got a white. it was a tearjerker too. I ain't gonna lie. I I got a I got a little bit of a of a emotional part when it came down to Iris and Flash. The, you know I, I don't oh. know man. it's it's something about like when people of older folks and they and they kind of they work together and they on that last limb and it was like we got to do it we got to finish this and then it was like you know Iris passed, and i was just like and flash was like i'm gonna continue going for that gets me every time bro i ain't gonna lie to you because it's just like right, we gonna we gonna finish this to the end and once they made it and they got it to where
0: they they
1: figured it out and and all that stuff and i thought that was pretty pretty humble
0: well they they have a great relationship i think that's all right i'm going up i'm
1: going up i'm going eight cosmic treadmills because of that part right there that kind of oh, like nice. got me yeah i'm going up eight on that one all yeah, right, all right, eight. that's cool. That's cool.
0: <laughs> so again, yeah, I would, I would highly recommend this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think it's well worth the watch. Um, a- actually, if you're gonna buy it physically, I would say wait because they're gonna release each one separately, mm-hmm. and then DC does this all the time. You know, when they do these multi-parters, they release them in in the single parts. And then they they like a year later they go oh well we're gonna put them all together on one disc and and box and it. yeah yeah in a box set or whatever so I would mm. say if you're gonna buy it physically wait till that comes out and just get all three of them together in, in one you know one package um, rather than buying them separately but if you're gonna get them digitally yeah just go ahead and either rent them or or purchase them now you know uh, I think that's just fine so all right uh, I think that wraps up our discussion on crisis, infinite earths part one. Um, and I don't know where Steven puts the, uh, the, the links and stuff like that. Uh, oh,
1: like comment subscribe.
0: Yes. Uh, well, I, I, I know where my portion of it is, but I don't know where his portion of it is. Um, so anyway, if you want more information about two, there we go. Way to go. Megan or Tito whichever you want to Pay call her. With
1: the
0: <laughs> so if you want more information about two geeks and a microphone, please go to www. The number two geeks, Uh that where you can, you can get all the information about our show there. You can get two links for, for all the various podcasting um, outlets that we are available on, such as Spotify, Amazon, and I don't know all the rest <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can do that. Um, well, you can also go to our merch page, which is uh, if Megan has that one. There we go. Which is www.twogeeksmicmerch.com.
2: It's a <laughs> mouthful.
0: Yes, it is. It is. I had to put the mic in there. I couldn't get two geeks merch for some reason. It no, wouldn't.
2: We had it, and then we messed something up.
0: Yeah, and we so lost. Can go it. back
2: and find a different way.
0: So I got the two geeks Mike merch. Um, you can get all kinds of stuff. Uh, we've got um hats, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, all kinds of cool, cool stuff there. So uh, go check that out. And then last but certainly not least, we have our Kofi site. Oh, Megan, did you? Want... Oh yeah, Megan's got one of the the lightweight hoodies. These nice. are pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. I like that. Um, that is one of our, our merchandise pieces there. Um, and then last but certainly not least, you can go to Kofi if you'd like to support us. Uh, throw a couple shekels at us. That would be nice because, as we like to say, podcasting is not cheap. Um, and you can go to www.ko-fi.com slash geeks. Um, and Stephen has got our, uh, our short, our novelette, no, novella, novella, that's it. Our novella for the uh, what if we series or what if story we did a few weeks ago, which was what if Qui Gon Jinn had survived in, in uh, episode one. So if you want to check that out, it is available. And he is working on the audio book version of that one. Of course, that one for the audio book version, you will actually have to give us a few shekels. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to support us, but you can get the you can get the the PDF for free. So, um, and if you've made it this far, this would be my portion of the show. <laughs> okay, it was, I I I was, it was coming. All right, if you made it this far, make sure. Sure, Go and like and subscribe to us like us on Facebook, um, where I share a lot of memes and any information on upcoming episodes, so on and so forth there. And make sure and give the bell a tickle over there on YouTube and subscribe to us on YouTube. If you do those things, you will be notified every time we go live and we go live every Saturday, uh, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math because I don't like math. <laughs> all right with that said I think we've covered just about everything except for maybe sponsors and that's that's Steven's deal he can he can do that next week when he's back <laughs> <laughs> yeah gonna do that for <laughs> all right any final words before we go theron uh no um
1: thank you for- for having me on this is a very interesting conversation i love to you know come on and jump and do more you know me i, I love cross platform cross uh crossovers dimensional talk and everything in that nature when it comes to comics and comic books and and comic movies and everything so yeah that's that's pretty cool i, I think that's uh i think uh you know everything kind of comes together it's all right so our talks come into a fortune mike this is what we was doing you know, when we was yeah, at the it's we... place, it's it's now it's been it's all in the air, it's out in the waves now. It's awesome. <laughs> These are our <laughs> the lunch,
0: lunchroom discussions from years ago. Yep. That's all this yeah, is. yeah. awesome. Well, Theron, we love having you on. And Theron will be back with us next week along with our mm-hmm. friend Brian from Three Geeky dads. And we are going to do a another versus episode, and we're gonna do spawn versus
2: Black Black Adam, Adam. I got to give me a Black Adam shirt
0: to. now. I got a Black Adam shirt. I'll be wearing you got my got a Black Adam shirt? Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I do. I got one when the movie came out uh, last, what was it, last year or whatever. Um, so, I, pro- I was going to say, I probably have a Spawn shirt, but I don't, um, but I can't wear both of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know what I'm just, I'm good.
1: just going to wear the rock, the bull, the bull. There thing, you girl, go. Sure. I got his T. I got his cross-training T I'm just going to wear the bull on that just to just to support my guy, man.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're going to do that then I I might have to just wear <laughs> Battlehawks stuff. <laughs> you know the bull is his Brahma It's the uh what is it? Um San Antonio Brahmas, I think, uh-huh. which is which is one of the XFL or well, it's not XFL anymore, it's now the UFL. Yeah. So they merged with the USFL. And Steven, at this point, would be checking out because we're talking sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, interesting. This so, is what I'm into.
1: Uh, an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes, and I, now you got something to call my attention. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: It took that long, huh? All right. All right. Well, with that said, we better wrap this up. Um, okay. So, Theron, thank you for joining us today, and we will see you next week. Until then, um, I don't know, up, up, and away. <laughs>